Cooper Cup is in. What should you expect? Saquon is a game-time decision. Is he worth the start if he's active? Amonor St. Brown, he didn't practice all week. What does that mean for him? We're going to get in all to it because, hey, welcome. Bienvenidos to the Injury Prone Podcast. I'm Jorge Martin, right here to my side, mi compadre, Edwin, Dr. Edwin Porras, mi amigo. ¿Cómo estamos? Estamos bien, Jorge. Estamos listo. We are ready to go. It is week five. The injury burden actually is a little um, lower, less volume, because the bye weeks, that definitely helps. Uh, but there are still some really pertinent informations that are super important, information that's super important moving forward. So estamos listo. Stick around. I mean, we're going to we're gonna talk some, some cerveza, too. Um, I've gotten some DMs, funny enough, people saying that they started following me for fantasy. But really, uh, they said they, they started to get impatient if I don't tweet about tequila, which is funny. I'll start tweeting more often about tequila. I, I sound like an alcoholic, which, hey, um, I guess it is what it is. Right? You are what you are. And I like the tequila. We're going to talk about uh, a lot of other players, too. So we'll, we'll, let's jump into it. Yes. Also, please make sure you're following us on YouTube. Injury Prone Podcast on YouTube. Por favor, give us that like. Give us that subscribe. Hey, we just had our most recent episode. We had almost 3,000 people look at it. If all of you get, get a subscribe, that's going to be really good for all of us. So, por favor, give it, get in there. So, uh, compa, let's just let's just jump into it. Cooper Cup. He's at. We just got the news alert that he's active. So that tells you how how this how you know alive practically this is. So he's active. You did you you gave a very thorough update a couple of days ago on it, and but now all of this. But so here we are. Week five, first game out, two, you know, first an injury, first a hamstring injury, then a setback, four weeks on the IR. Uh, expectation level, considering now that we've got an extensive injury history. This is complicated, right? It's tricky. We have Cooper Cup, one of the best wide receivers in the league over the last several years, uh, facing this hamstring strain that was obviously serious. And I, I, I think it's funny that the Rams came out and said, well, it's not quite as serious as we thought it was. Well, it was serious enough to put him on the IR for a month plus. So it is still a serious injury. It should be taken very seriously. I don't think you should read that headline and really think to yourself, oh, well, you know, this this could have been worse. I think the, the worst case scenario was he had a fracture, an avulsion fracture of the tendon and he needed surgery, That which that was really the worst case scenario. But he was only one step below that. He needed all this time to recover. I'm not going to be the one to tell you to sit Cooper Cup, but you need to understand a few things. And I mentioned this in the video before uh, about hamstring strains. Uh, if you want to listen to that, it's the previous video. But here's what you need to know. The older you are, the less likely and the less, you know, the harder it is for you to bounce back from hamstring strains because the hamstring strains, they uh, create stiffness. And the older that you get, even if you're an elite level athlete, the more stiff your muscles become, it's harder for them to bounce back. If you think of them like a rubber band, they sort of have less elasticity to come back to that position. We know that the more severe that the injury is, the harder that is as well. So not just age, but also the severity. We know this was a pretty big, you know, this was a severe injury for Cooper Cup. All those things taken into account, he's had world-class treatments. The Rams medical staff, you know, they leave no stone unturned. They do a great job uh, with their with their rehabs. Um, and I know that they're very data-driven. They try to do the best that they can, the best thing that they can for, for their athletes. I'm not going to be the one to tell you to sit Cooper Cup, but I'm going to give you some statistics. Wide receivers returning from a hamstring strain, this is since 2018. They see 91% in their first game back. They see 91% of their usual first read targets. That's per fantasypoints.com. But that only results in 70% of their usual fantasy points. 
70% of their average for that season. And their median is also around that as well at 67%. So what that tells us is their ceiling is capped and their floor is capped. Um, so you, you get some sort of decent floor, but you're probably not going to get a ceiling game. Now, obviously, some people will say, well, what is 70% of 26 points per game, right? That's Cooper Cup, and that's going to be 17 points. I'll take 17 points. That's possible. I'm not saying that's not in the range of outcomes, but I'm simply saying that the they're highly unlikely to put him out there at a full allotment of snaps. Now, could they use him in a high leverage situation? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's very possible. But you also still have to consider that they are trying to reduce the risk of re-injury. So the other thing, I think another uh, example to think about is Keenan Allen, who Keenan Allen uh, last year went out with a uh, hamstring strain. And I mentioned this before. He went out one game, tried to come back, re-injured it. He sat on the IR as well. He sat for a long time, came back his first game, and he's averaging 26 points per game now this year, right? Well, in his first game back last year, he averaged or he scored 12 points per game. And then in his second game back, he scored 15 points per game. As Cooper Cup is obviously a level above Keenan Allen, but he's also not Superman, right? So is it possible Cooper Cup scores somewhere in the neighborhood of like 12 to 15 fantasy points? I do think that's possible, but you still have the re-injury risk and you still have that ceiling that's capped. I think if you if you want ceiling, Cooper Cup is probably not the guy that you're going to statistically, historically, from a precedent perspective, want to throw out there, but he is an option. So you know, people coming for me in the mention saying 70% of Cooper Cup is still 100 better than 100% of most guys. That's true. And I'm not going to tell you to sit Cooper Cup. I'm just saying temper your expectations for this first week back and just cross your fingers that he gets out of there healthy. Yeah. And you know what? And you're, you're right. They're probably going to make sure to use him a little bit as uh, a decoy on some plays. Uh, because, but the big thing is the Eagles playing against the Eagles this week, it's going to be a tough matchup. It's going to be a really, really tough matchup. The both teams are going to score some points. It's a, I think it's about a fifty-point over/under. Um, I, I think there may be a temptation to start really, really using them, but I think it's a good thing that Puka Nakua has has emerged, and so has Tutu Atwell. So maybe that takes, at least in the first week, that takes a little bit of uh, the burden off of off of him. Uh, well, well, one guy who's got quite the burden on him is Saquon Barkley. So that ankle injury, and I mean, you've talked about ankle injuries being things that linger, you know, with running backs, with, with all positions. And, uh, you know, they're, they're calling him a game time decision several games. It's, it's still a while before they have their buy. I mean, they're not, they don't, they don't have their buy until week, uh, gosh, until December 4th. So, um, geez, would you play him this week? I think if I'm in a position where I'm one and three or zero and four, I'm just saying screw it. I'm throwing him out there, and I'm hoping that he's active, right? I, last, you know, we're, at least he's not playing on Monday night where you have to make a decision now. But if he's active, yeah, I'm gonna throw him out there. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to put my best roster out there uh, because there is some data to show that running backs after a high ankle sprain, you know, it's not the end of the world. The sky's not falling. Now the question is whether he's gonna play or not. Some factors in his favor that he's practiced two weeks in a row now. Um, we know that the the average amount of missed time is about a little over two weeks, right? And that's what he will have missed by the time we get to this point. This will be his third game missed. So 2.2 games missed. He's been out since the 17th, right? So in theory, it's possible for him to come back. We also know that the mode, right, the most frequently amount of games missed for running backs after a high ankle sprain is three. So you mix all that in the pot, he's literally right on the border. Yeah. My gut, which I've told you in the beginning, I've mentioned this before, I'm trying to use more of my gut, trying to uh, marry that with the data. My gut tells me that he'll go. Another, you know, small case example that we can use is that Darren Waller in week one was also a game time decision. Darren Waller went. Uh, he's been practicing for Saquon has been practicing for two weeks now. He's a, you know, he's a freak athlete. He's still a freak athlete. So he can bounce back and still be okay. I do think that 
I think, unless the Giants are going to be ultra conservative, which they don't necessarily tend to be, I do think that he's going to give it a go. And I'll give you some some data of what you see in running backs of Barkley's profile since 2016 coming off a high ankle sprain. They see 107% of their typical opportunities, that's carries and targets, and they typically score 120% of their typical fantasy points. Saquon Barkley himself coming off, off a high ankle sprain in 2019, he hit 90% of his, of his average fantasy points from that season in that first week back after a high ankle sprain. The other thing you look at is running backs who missed two or three weeks. So any running back who missed two or three weeks due to a high ankle sprain, um, and we did give a cutoff point. We're not talking about the you know Matt Breeders of the world. They also score in general 124% of their typical fantasy points. So really, what this is, what this means, and what this data is telling us is not so much like they're going to go off the charts and you know win your week. That's not necessarily what we're saying, but they are relatively close to. They do meet relatively close to what their opportunities are and what their um, and what their carries and targets are. You don't see a ton of recurrences, re-injuries with running backs and high ankle sprains, although it is possible. So if Saquon Barkley's out there, I'm probably put him, putting him out there based on what he's been doing prior to this injury. It's a risky move, again, similar to Cooper Cup. But man, I, if I'm desperate for a win, especially, I'm putting him out there. And I'm having at least some confidence that even if he sees you know 80% of his workload, that he can rip off a big run um, against a Miami rush defense that's actually bottom six, I believe. If I'm yeah, if I'm yeah. remembering correctly, they're bottom six in rush defense. So, um, yeah, man, there's some hope for Saquon Barkley. Keep an eye on it. Stay, you know, jump in the Patreon. I'm constantly giving updates there, uh, and stay. Yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they're if the, if he plays, you got to start him, and because I mean they're, they're going to need every weapon possible against that that really just explosive Miami defense, uh, Miami offense. They're they're fantastic, and they they are really not. You know, they're. They, they, they really just put everybody. Uh, they're 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 playing to stop the pass. They're not playing to stop the run. The Miami is, and and we know that the at the that the Giants they're not a good. They haven't been a good defense normally, and now they've got to go up against Tua, Tyreek, Devon Echan, and uh, Jalen Waddle. Uh, no me gusta para ellos. No me gusta para ellos. So they're going to need every weapon. So uh, one that's very concerning, concerning Amon Ross St. Brown, he's missed every practice this week. So, uh, I, I mean, this, this, this looks like he's trending toward out, doesn't it? Kendall? Yeah, this really feels like he's not going to play. What happens in the next 24 hours? Amon Ross St. Brown himself is that he's not, that he is going to play, but it doesn't really seem that way. if you look at the injury report for the Lions, Dan Campbell has been there almost every single time. Three DMPs means that they're not going to play. That's even for the star players. So even though it's possible that they throw them out there, I don't necessarily, I don't want to, I don't want to say, I think we should, you should prepare for the opposite, right? Um, Amonor St. Brown is a dog. And I mean that I joke about that, but he really is, man. He plays through everything through ankle issues, through leg issues, uh, through through soft tissue injuries like this dude is out there all the time he reminds me of like julio jones and julio jones reminds me of like amari cooper amari cooper is the same way amari cooper is just a dog just plays through these injuries and that's not very data driven <laughs> that's not very objective there's not really a lot of like uh, uh analysis you can take from that but when i i mean i pour through these injury reports every week Jorge, and i've been doing it for five years now and those are the guys that stand out to me as like they're just gamers they just go so I don't want to say like amonra has got that dog in him is going to play through this what could potentially be a coral injury, but it's possible, right? Um, I am I'm concerned in the sense of I really hope this doesn't turn into a full blown 
he needs core muscle injury surgery the way that Rashad Bateman did a couple of years ago. I'm crossing my fingers. That's the worst case scenario. I'm crossing my fingers. That's not the case. But yeah, he's at a high risk to sit for me right now. And I would make alternative plans right now the best that you can possibly do. Yeah, that one's uh, and that's a tough one because it's like Josh Reynolds. They did get Jamison Williams back. Uh, so I mean, but honestly, to me, if he goes, if he doesn't go, I'm firing up Sam Laporta in, in DFS. I'm 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 playing him because that Carolina defense is beatable both against the run and the pass. It's in Detroit. The Lions always put up points, you know, put up crazy points in Detroit. I, our amigo said at uh, Fantasy Points, like to call it Coors Field for football, you know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you're keep an eye on that. But, yes, you're definitely you're definitely firing up Sam Laporta. And, you know, maybe even J Jameer Gibbs could be could have a little bit of a revival game, a little bit more some more short area stuff. I did, you know, I. Check out some of the work that I did on Yahoo this week, uh, especially in the rookie report, because I did a, I really did a lot on on uh, Jameer Gibbs on, on what he's doing. You can drop we that in couple... the, drop that in the uh, the description or the comments or wherever. Drop that in there. Yes, yes, definitely. Claro que sí, claro que sí. All right, so we got a couple of outs that, that players that have already been ruled out, um, not on the level of who we're talking about, but Pat Fryermuth, uh already been already been ruled out with a hamstring injury. I mean, it's. I, I traded him to you in your injury-prone league, so uh, <laughs> I did. Um, you did. Yeah. You you sabotaged yeah. me before he got hurt. Before he got hurt. Well, you gave me Kyle Pitts, so I don't know who sabotaged. Yeah, humble I mean, flex. <laughs> I don't know who sabotaged who on that one. So, um, <laughs> what, 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 is, what is the uh, the outlook on 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 how long you could be out? I think the takeaway from that trade was that we both lost. Uh, yes. in a lot of different ways and that we uh, need help, Jorge. We need professional help. Um, but yeah, Pat Fryermuth, not looking good. They're calling it more than just a, a strain. Probably two to three weeks for him. I wouldn't expect him back until after the bye. He's on IR watch. Make sure they don't put him on IR this Saturday. Um, but yeah, man, that's not looking good. Oh, man. Well, second year player that there was a lot of hope for coming in, but I mean, just injuries have just derailed him. Traylon Burks. Um, I mean, already again, another player already ruled out. Um, you know, uh, with him, you know, what, what's what's his time frame of getting back on the field? Yeah, this is really tough because um, he had some tape on his leg that implicated he could potentially be dealing with a PCL issue. Last year, you saw Dalton Schultz deal with a PCL issue. Lamar Jackson dealt with a severe PCL issue. But these injuries do tend to heal. They just take some time. I think if you give Traylon, he's already out this week again, but I think if you give Traylon Burks another two weeks then that's probably you know gonna be enough but really man he's really just a deeper league consideration even th that offense looked better last week but it still is not you probably are not starting Traylon Burks because you're hardly starting DeAndre Hopkins I know really it's just Eric Henry and and DeAndre Hopkins you're not starting Ryan Tannehill I mean maybe in a pinch you're starting Ty J Spears but um yeah Traylon Burks we we had more more hope for him but it yeah I don't I don't think it's going to happen unless if if it does happen he's probably going to have a really big week on somebody's bench and then they're going to start him and then we'll see what happens from there uh well one player we don't know we don't know exactly his status I mean a fractured rib i've had a fractured rib it took me six weeks and uh it's no fun uh and and really it's just healing um but t higgins yeah t higgins came out and said that he's going to play but we've seen these movies before we've seen t higgins's movies he tried to play through a hamstring strain and he didn't play a snap uh not what you want to see he played through a high ankle sprain 
stat line didn't look very good. So even if T Higgins does go, which I don't think he will because he was a two DMPs in a row at this point, I haven't seen a report that he was back out on the field. I don't trust that offense. I don't trust anything that the Bengals are going to put on, you know, on film. I, I, I don't think that they're in any position to really feed, you know, this just, it's just kind of a, it's a weird fantasy football wasteland. You can't start Joe Burrow. You can't start T Higgins. The tight end is really out. I guess you could consider Tyler Boyd, but Jamar Chase is going to eat. He's really the only guy that you start with any sort of confidence. Even Joe Mixon, you're sort of like, eh, I guess I got to start Joe Mixon. I took him the first three rounds of my draft, but um, yeah, man, that offense is not good. And and you're probably going to see T Higgins out this week, potentially return next week, but this could end up being a two to three week injury for him. Uh, they just, it's just a matter of pain tolerance. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Oh, I, I've got bad bad memories. It's just everything is like a jab into the side, and it's just yeah, it's just time. It's just time. So the next players that we're going to talk about is players that are concern are concerns for the long term, not necessarily players that have missed time or maybe haven't, or but they're put they're training toward playing. And one is on one of the best offenses in the NFL, if not if not the best offense, Debo Samuel for the 49ers, You know battling you know battling multiple injuries i mean it's ribs and knee with him uh, why are you really concerned for him on the long term so i wanted to get through these quickly and sort of direct people to the patreon so they can have more of an update and more of a, a longer form update on these guys so i'm gonna i'm gonna lump together Debo samuel mike evans and javante williams um, Debo Samuel in particular, yes, is dealing with the knee and the ribs, but he is a guy, you know, that tends to play through things, but he was hardly used last week. Um, I don't expect that necessarily to get better this week, but it, it can, right? That's something, like I said, head to the Patreon, patreon.com slash injury prone to, to get a deeper dive there. Mike Evans is in a very precarious situation. Also, uh, very strikingly similar to what Keenan Allen dealt with last year and very strikingly similar to what Cooper cup dealt with this year as a 30 year old wide receiver. And a hamstring strain. He hasn't, you know, there hasn't been any reports coming out that he's not, you know, that he's totally out or anything. They haven't placed him on an IR, anything like that. But I am very nervous about Mike Evans and what that might, might mean. And Javante Williams so far is averaging seven PPR points per game before the injury, right? That was something he was dealing with before the injury. Now he's got this growing thing. He had the massive ACL plus issue, uh, you know, before. So what does that mean for, for Javante Williams? Um, I don't know. I'm not really buying it. I, you're really holding the bag on Javante Williams. Even if you got him in the seventh round, he's not paying off. So again, head to the Patreon, patreon.com slash injury prone for a deeper discussion about these guys. Uh, but yeah, it's not looking great. Yeah. Jaleel McLaughlin was one of the waiver wire dandies for this week. So um, I, I mean, it could be a timeshare in the time. And plus this is, we're still not in the year time frame that you like, that you like for uh, players to be post ACL surgery for them to be really, you know, start to really look at return to performance. And you've talked about a lot about how they, you know, he had a more extensive surgery. I mean, and almost was uh, milagro that he got got on the field. Um, and, and you know, and Mike Evans, Mike Evans. I think maybe it's been quiet because they're on a bye this week. So really, by next Wednesday is when we're supposed to, we should be uh, hearing some more information on Mike Evans. So we'll we'll uh, look at that one. Uh, hey, we've got a question from the Patreon. Our our uh, our amigo Enrique Suarez, who would you say are the current high upside running back handcuffs to stash on deep teams? Yeah, so again, these are deep teams, but I'm just going to start from the top. I'm going to give five for 
relatively no no average leagues re relatively standard size leagues and then i'll give the sort of deep deep ones the deep cuts for me obviously some of these are obvious some of these are not so you have devon a chain and these are in order of likelihood for their for their teammate to to be injured just from a statistical standpoint from their from the history what we know devon devon achan tajay spears keaton mitchell who hasn't really shown anything hasn't haven't really heard a lot about him about him. He probably honestly would be a deeper league consideration, but since he is, you know, since that Ravens backfield is just des you know, just absolutely devastated by injuries, he's a consideration. Uh Jalen Warren, obviously, Jalen Warren is is the huge one. And then another guy that I don't really love because he hasn't shown anything is AJ Dillon, but obviously Aaron Jones went down and that just it didn't really go the direction that we wanted to. Uh, and then a handful of guys that um that you could also roster i think are tank bigsby we know that travis etienne has the long history with the foot issue uh so so tank bigsby is one zach charbonnet his snaps have been going up already anyway and we know that ken walker is dealing with you know has dealt with this groin issue that's cropped up and gone away and cropped up and gone away we already talked about a little bit about uh javante williams and his struggle so jaleel mclaughlin is one elijah mitchell can't stay on the field himself but i do think that he's also a consideration i mean he looks good when he's out there, right? This problem is just being out there. And then the last one I'm going to give here, you can go get the rest of them at patreon.com slash injury prone. The last one, keep an eye on Zach Moss. I know the reports are saying everything's fine. I know the reports are saying Jonathan Taylor is happy now, but you don't just sort of give your boss the middle finger and then come back to work like nothing happened, right? Neither side, I think, is really is really going to, to let that fly. Um the possibility, it's very possible. Jonathan Taylor gets dinged up, maybe hurts that ankle again. He says, Ma, you know, I need six games. I'm I've I've met threshold. I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna sit this game because my contract has already accrued and I want to get healthy and I want to be ready for my, the next team because I know I'm not gonna resign here, right? Or he could get traded and that, that leaves Zach. That's another path for Zach Moss as well. Um, there are a lot of paths for Zach Moss to still sort of remain fantasy relevant. I wouldn't cut him or drop him just yet, but those are the 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 top. The top ones that I'd give you, Devon Achan, that's still taking a while for me to say, right? Taja Spears, Keaton Mitchell, Jalen Warren, A.J. Dillon, Tank Bigsby, Zach Charbonnet, Jaleel McLaughlin, and Elijah Mitchell and Zach Moss. Those are the ones that I would say are, are some handcuffs to consider. You are muted, amigo. You pulled an Edwin. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to add one thing on Zach Moss because uh, – you. The last game that Jonathan Taylor has played in was December 17th. He has not logged a full practice in pads or anything like that. So, you know, and so we're talking, we're talking almost 10 months here that he hasn't taken a hit. So that's why I think that, you know, even if he's active this week, I think you want to, I think it's going to be a timeshare for at least a week or two before they unleash Jonathan Taylor, because I mean, it, it's different when you haven't gotten hit for that, that long a period of time. So I wish him the best. He's one of my favorite players. I hope he's healthy and hope, he, hope he's back, but, um, but yeah, temper the expectations. And I know because I have him on a lot of teams, uh, surprisingly teams that are doing well. So I, 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 and teams where I drafted him early and then all of a sudden, oh, yes, this happened. So, uh, amigo, so we've got cultura class time. So a little, little, little time. So we've talked about, we've talked about tequila in the past. We've talked about different foods, but nuestro favorito me, me, cerveza mexicana, our favorite Mexican beer. I'm going to, I'm going to throw it to you first. I'm a really a sucker for, I told before we started recording, 
I don't venture out as much with the with the beer the cerveza as I do with the tequilas, but I really like uh, a good old fashioned Corona, right? Just like Corona, throw a lime in there. You were telling me about lemon. I'm at to try it. Um, I really like that. And then Modelo, Modelo is obviously um, a staple. I really like Modelo. Those are the two. Those are my two go-to's, and those are really basic. I'm very basic as a person, so that <laughs> tends to match up pretty well. But I do need to try more. So, what 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 are your favorites? So, well, first off, I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a, tri- a tip that a friend of mine gave me with Corona. To drink about a shot's worth, uh, basically drink the neck out of it, and put a shot of vodka in it, and then put the lemon, and then and then you turn it over with your thumb on there, and let the let 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 all the vodka in there. Let me tell you something: you just need one, and you are just f- feeling good. You are feeling good. Okay. So, so right. that's it. That yeah, is not my, what I expected you to say. <laughs> my 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 official compadre, best man at my wedding. Uh, he's Italian, by the way. Uh, Giuseppe Narduli Jojo. Uh, he showed it to me. He calls it the Stoli Corona. So try that, familia. Uh, my my go-to is always Pacifico. I could drink that if I'm if I'm grilling carne asada. I, I'm I've got I've got a Pacifico with lemon on it. I learned that from uh, a trip to Cabo San Lucas. So some people call it Cabo San Lucas. So we're, we're both Mexican. We got to call it by the, by the official name, Cabo San Lucas. Bartender gave it to me with lemon, changed my life, game changer. Now I only keep lemons in the, in the house. So I put, I, I put lemon in everything and it's just, it's perfecto. Drink that one all day. A Modelo out here. Uh, we also have an, uh, another one called Estrella Jalisco. So shout out to the uh, el 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 uh, el estado de patria de my parents. Uh, my parents are both from Jalisco. So uh, shout out to them. So Estrella Jalisco, one of the favorites. Uh, one of the, one of the favorites. But yeah, start out with Pacifico is my 101 all all day long, all day long. Hot day. It's hot out here right now. The, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see some friends later on, going to a, going to a Mexican restaurant. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely Absolutely. Pacifico. So, oh, mi amigo. All right. So, uh, well, let's 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 wrap it up. Let's. Uh, let, let, buenas noches, where where you are, and we're definitely in the afternoon on on my side. Otra vez más. Follow Injury Prone Podcast on YouTube, uh, compadre. You want to get you want any any other shout out about what's coming up on the Patreon? No, yeah. So we didn't talk about Kenny Pickett, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, none oh, yeah. of those guys, right? Um, we didn't talk about any of those guys, but that's intentional because we don't have that much time. So if you want to to get in on the action and talk about those guys, again, patreon.com slash injury prone. We'll get into that. The last thing just came through. T. Higgins uh, did practice today. I said, you know, I'm on record saying you can blame me. I'm not going to start him unless I really need him. Unless it's a deeper league, I'm going to look for other options. Maybe look at some good DFS options and try to throw them into my lineup. Uh, it's hard to trust the the Bengals pass catchers right now. T Higgins has hardly been good. Now he's going to play through this ribs injury. That's a pain tolerance issue. Uh, I needed to throw that in there at the end. I'm not saying bench him, but I'm also saying I don't blame you if you sit him. No, estoy contigo. Estoy contigo. So, uh, well, everybody, nuestra gente, muchas gracias for joining us. Check us out. Get ready for your get ready for your week five action. Get into the Patreon. Get that. Get the latest and greatest from El Doctor. And uh, right now, that's it. Salud.